Transform your thinking with micro joys, a great way to find peace and positivity in life's difficult seasons. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie. Hope you're doing well and your week is off to a nice start. We all go through it. Illnesses, relationship issues, work problems, money issues, you name it. It's really just a part of life. I hear you. I want to help you today. You're going to love my guest. I enjoy talking to her so much because no matter what season of life you're in, Cindy Spiegel is there to help. And her book is a perfect example of that. She is a renowned author and thought leader. She's quite a story to tell about her season of hardships from a death in the family to a medical diagnosis, a very scary one, in fact. And yet she found a way to get through that storm. And now she's helping other people do the same. She's the author of the book, Micro Joys, Finding Hope, Especially When Life Is Not Okay. One reviewer says this, full of heart and truth. This book is an essential companion to remind you that you're not alone. So thank you for listening today. Be sure to share this episode with someone you think might need to hear it and go to the show notes today to subscribe to my newsletter and for a whole lot more information. Let's get to the interview with Cindy Spiegel. Cindy, what a pleasure and a joy, I'll say, to talk to you. I'm excited to hear about the process of micro joys and what it means and what we can learn from everything you've put into your book. Oh, the process of writing Microjoys was really special to me because, and actually before I get into that, I'll just share a bit about what Microjoys is, right? What I'm referring to when I say Microjoys are these easily accessible moments of joy that are available to us regardless of our current circumstances. Mm. And the reason that matters is because even when we are struggling and we are going through difficult things, we can still find moments of mm. respite and micro joys. So the, the entire premise of, of writing this book for me was about healing after going through a whole lot of things in a very short amount of time in 2020, mm. where I experienced profound loss. Um, my nephew was killed Four months later, my mother passed away. A month after that, my 48-year-old brother had a stroke and went into cardiac arrest. After two and a half months in the ICU, by the grace of God, he made it home. And within a month of that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I share that to say that this book came out of that experience. And, you know, I've always been an optimist. I wrote a book about positive thinking. Like, that's my jam. And when I was in the midst of the hardest things, I could not, and I did not want to positive think my way out. Hmm. And micro joys really became my way of accessing some version of myself that I recognized because truly when we're going through that much, we don't recognize ourselves and mm -hmm. I didn't recognize myself. And so the process of writing this book happened within the same year of my breast cancer diagnosis. And mm. it really became quite healing to share these essays and these stories. And when I set out 
to write this book. You know, I don't even know that the word microjoy was was intended. Yeah, to where stick. did that come from? I love, I love <laughs> that. But where where did you get that concept and name? You know, the concept itself is nothing. And I say this in the book, I didn't make up the concept. I think I just, you know, I sort of came up with a name that made sense to me Mm. for what the concept was. Mm -hmm. I remember after my nephew passed away, we were as a family, obviously very actively grieving and going through a photo album and laughing through the tears, right? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, what I recognized is we could hold two different truths at the same time. Mm -hmm. We could hold two very different feelings at the same time, joy in one hand and grief in the other. And so I very publicly on social media started to move through my days looking for whatever, not even looking, but noticing what Mm -hmm. was directly in front of me, even in the midst of my own sorrow and grief. And I, I just started calling them micro joys because it was the first thing that came to mind. Mm. And they weren't always necessarily small, but they were easily accessible. And so after calling them that for maybe a few months on social media, people started to instant message me. You're, well, I just really showed my age instant message. Is that a thing? <laughs> I think it's DM now. <laughs> Like Who was I am? I, I, yeah, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> right, of course you did. They DM'd me <laughs> and, and shared their own micro joys. And so it sort of mm-hmm. sort of grew out of that over the next few years. And and that's that was the origin story of it at least. I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the ways I keep my family healthy. I've been a customer of Seeking Health for several years, and I'm constantly amazed by the positive impact their products have had on overall health and well-being. From the very beginning, the team at Seeking Health has been dedicated to helping me build a strong foundation for my health through their focus on optimizing digestion, reducing environmental exposures, and nourishing my body with pure, high-quality supplements. They've provided me with the tools and the knowledge I need to support my body's natural healing systems, and I have seen significant improvements in my energy, immune function, and overall sense of well-being. A few of my favorites, active magnesium, the glutathione plus, immune intensive, also the electrolytes we put in our water and our family, all great products. And those are just a few. I'm grateful to the team at Seeking Health for their passion for prevention and their consistent commitment to helping with my family's health. If you're looking to take control of your health and build a strong foundation for your well-being, I highly recommend Seeking Health. You can get more information and a discount code by going to natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Look for the Seeking Health logo and that discount code. Again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. The link is in the show notes. A few things that come to mind with all of this first is this concept scientifically in your brain that you can't have fear while also having gratitude. Mm. Like those things don't coincide. And I've heard that. I've never looked up the research of who, who discovered mm. that, but I love that concept that mm. they can't coexist at the very same moment. Mm. And mm. that's, that's what I see in what, in, in everything you're doing is if you, Sure, positive thinking, but if you're turning that fear or that whatever it is into something else, then you're you're just changing that those neural pathways in your brain. 
Yeah. And I think it happened, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Oh, yeah. But the, the idea with micro joys is really also, I think, allowing ourselves to simply feel the difficult things and feel the beauty in spite mm-hmm. of it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. You know, so, so it's sort of saying, even when I am going through the most ordinary of days, what already exists that I can notice because it really comes down to presence and noticing what's there when, when it, when it comes to recognizing micro joys, you know, and we do. Yeah. Did you get to a place as many of us do where it just feels like you're being like punched in the gut? Like, I mean, obviously one thing after the other, and we all go through seasons of difficulty like that. Like you're going along for a year. You're like, Hey, things are okay for a little bit. And then you get punched in the gut and then another one. And you went through that all within a shorter period of time. Did you have a point though, even being being a positive person where you wanted to give up? I don't think I ever wanted to give up, but what I was clear on was I didn't recognize myself and I didn't know Hmm. what to do with that. So giving up wasn't necessarily part of it, but giving in was. So there was a complete sense of surrender, meaning I had to step back and say, Cindy, you are not in control of any of this. And the more I sort of pushed up against that, the more I needed to be in control, the harder it was, you know? And so there was this moment, and I think it was really after my diagnosis that I just said, I'm, mm-hmm. I give, I give in. Like whatever this is, I'm going to manage it the best that I can. I'm not going to try and find a silver lining. I'm simply going to be what, what is. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not going to try to find the silver lining because I do, I, I try. And I think a lot of us go, okay, this stinks or sucks, whatever you want to call it, but there's gotta be some good. And we look for a silver lining instead of just accepting and saying, this is just my path. Yeah. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And it's what I'm going through, right? Like I think, mm. I think sometimes silver linings can be helpful, but oftentimes they start to lean towards toxic positivity because mm. they don't allow us to simply feel the difficult things. And for me, feeling the difficulty is what allowed me to move forward slowly. I'm still moving forward. But the idea that I should push those things down and look for something good in that moment, I think is inherently a bit dangerous. Because we really do need to feel all of it. And if we don't feel it now, it's going to come up in other ways. And so as much as I love the idea of finding a silver lining, I also have really come to appreciate that we don't always have to do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get some more tips from your yes. book, from your experience, yes. ways to do this, you know, yeah. without being just Pollyanna about it. If we want to say yeah. like, like sometimes I simplify it maybe too much. I'm having a bad day and I'll stop and go, at least the sun's shining, you know, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the air is clear. Like I just kind of have to switch my thinking, Yeah. but give yeah. us some tips, some ways to start doing this and get started. Yeah. So I think the very first thing that I always think about when it comes to micro joys is allowing ourselves to fully be present. Now that sounds very easy. It sounds like something we know how to do, but the truth is, is that we're so busy all the time, that we're not paying attention to what's around us. So Mm. there's this beautiful anxiety activity, and it's called the 54321 method. Are you familiar with this? No, give it to us. It's like for look at you see, name five things that you can see, 
four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. Okay. And believe it or not, you can do all of that in under two minutes. But what that does by using your five senses is it inherently brings you back to the present moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're noticing things that you hear that you otherwise may be moving too quickly to notice. You're noticing things around you that you otherwise would be moving too quickly to be aware of. Like the other night when I was walking again, generally I'm going, going, going. I'm from New York City. We move. (laughs) And there was a little bunny that ran past me. And I thought, oh my goodness, how sweet is this moment? And I could have easily missed it. Mm-hmm. So that five, four, three, two, one exercise is actually a really easy one to practice every day. Even if yeah. it's one time a day for two minutes, just notice what's around you. Because micro joys, again, you know, they are really very much about noticing what's there, not having to reach for them and not having to mm-hmm. find them. It's simply a noticing of what is in front of you. So that, that is one of my favorites. Another one is documenting ordinary moments. So I have 27,000 pictures on my phone and I have to tell you, most of them are not interesting to anyone else, but because I am such a visual person, it means that if I am, if I'm going through something, I can take a moment and use technology as our friend in this case, scroll through the pictures on my phone and it instantly brings me back to that moment. Mm. So it may be the perfect cup of coffee that I had, right? But it pulls me out of everything swirling around me mm. and again, brings me back to the present moment. So the, the idea of documenting the ordinary has been a really powerful exercise for me in writing the book, but also in really uncovering and discovering micro joys. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two. Okay. I love that. The concept of, I thought maybe during the pandemic, we all learned to slow down because we were forced to slow down, yes. but we just ramped it right back up. Didn't we? You know, so, oh, it's <laughs> like, oh, I can finally race again and overdo everything and make my to-do list long again. And it's yes. like, wait a minute, did we not learn this lesson? We learned we it when just, we had to learn it. And then we unlearned mm-hmm. it very quickly because we're humans yeah. and that's, that's what we do. You know, we went right back to being so, so busy. Yeah. Well, what else? Give me some other, some other things you've learned from writing the book in, in how people have um, applied this to life. Yeah. Choosing humor. You know, Mm. even in the midst of the hardest things or the most ordinary things, like choose humor. I I remember at one point going outside with my shirt inside out. Now, I I could have like done the whole thing that we do, which is like, (laughs) oh my goodness, I can't believe my shirt's inside out. I was with a girlfriend and I just went, well, I guess it's inside out for the night. And we (laughs) laughed a little bit and we cheers to it and we kept it moving. And it's it sounds very trivial. And I do understand that. But Mm. We have a choice in those moments, right? It's yeah. like, are we going to take this? Are we going to take ourselves too seriously? Or are we just going to go with it and say, listen, there are worse things in the world than my mm. shirt being on inside out. So whenever we can, you know, choose humor. Children are amazing at this. Adults, we're, we're not as good as we used to be. So I think really practicing that. And, and if you can't find that within yourself, allow yourself to be around children because they are amazing when it comes to this. And I say this as somebody with no children, you know, like kids just know how to be funny and, and find humor Mm -hmm. in this, in the mundane. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So allowing yourself to experience humor as often as possible. Yeah. And kids, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to think of it too, is think like a kid, like they don't have the complications. They're able to see the joys 
That's in it. such a different light. It's That's one it. of the reasons we were talking a moment ago before we started recording about teaching. And yeah. for me, it's like so life-giving because it is in high schoolers. Some people will be like, oh, don't put me around high schoolers. Yeah. I find it so life-giving. Like they're funny. They're yeah. fun. And they yeah. see joys where I have to stop when I want to get serious with them. I have to stop and say, oh no, this is good. This is good. Yeah. We can find the fun in this. Mm -hmm. And high schoolers are pretty good at doing that. Yeah. Isn't it amazing though? Like as adults, we really do lose sight of that, mm -hmm. you know, which, which leads me to another thought when it comes to micro joys and again, high schoolers, very good at this curiosity, mm -hmm. be curious, right? We move through the world with a sort of a lens of knowing everything or knowing <laughs> everything that we need to know. Mm -hmm. And when we are curious about other people, right? Like the, the idea of you even having this podcast, there's an internal curiosity, mm -hmm. right? And when we are curious about other people, we experience joy in new and different ways. Sometimes yeah. it's hearing somebody else's story. It's listening to someone else's lived experience. So being curious about all things as often as you can also leads to many, many surprise micro joys. You know, that's interesting because I, I tell my kids, one, two of which are in college, when you're nervous about something, just ask questions. Just, it's such oh, an easy way that. around things. Like one had a job interview and you know, what they gonna, what are they going to ask me? I said, if you get nervous mm -hmm. and it feels uncomfortable, just start asking them questions. It breaks that it right. Well, it's, it's, I'm a journalist. So, you know, yeah. I love asking questions, <laughs> so good. Yes, 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 yes. but it's such an easy way at any age, at any stage, in any uncomfortable situation or social yes. situation to ask people about themselves or their family or where they're from, or, you know, it, it breaks that ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gives us this moment to sort of, again, I think to step away from what is true for us and listen to what is true for someone mm -hmm. else. It expands our mind in so many ways. It allows mm -hmm. us to discover joy in so many new ways. It's it's just eternally a good practice, you know, that, yeah. that practice of curiosity. So much more of that. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what have you learned from writing a book? You know, you told me about your, your past, at least before we started recording, people might not know from the fashion industry. And here you write this book on something totally different and it's changed your course. You probably didn't think when you were younger, this would be your course. I certainly didn't. You know, this is my second book that I've published. And, you know, it was a decade ago that I left the fashion industry. Neither of my books is about anything I ever thought I would write about. But I think that's the beauty of pivoting. I think that's the beauty of doing what is not expected, either yeah. from yourself or from yeah. others, is that we just never know what is in store for us when we are curious enough to yeah. follow that path, you know, similarly to what you're doing today. And so I've learned, I've learned a whole lot over the course of writing books, but truly something that I think is most powerful to me was understanding that Micro joys were important to me, but they're not only important to me. And writing this book, I recognize that so many of us are finding such value in that. And the reason mm -hmm. I share that is because we all have these beautiful gifts to give, but sometimes we think they don't matter or they don't matter to anyone outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the second we open up just a little bit and share them with other people, we realize that there's so much impact from yeah. our words and our wisdom. Yeah. We live in such an anxious society and I, I see it even with fun, 
funny teenagers and, and so many of my friends and adults and listeners who are dealing with high levels of anxiety. And it seems maybe oversimplified, but it is so effective to revert and to find the micro joys. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to give people a chance to follow you, your wisdom and um, your advice. So give us a little bit more on what you're up to. You do have another book in mind? I, not just yet, you know, this book is six weeks out, but I have to tell you, it's amazing because everyone's always like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let me breathe. breathe. (laughs) Just want to breathe for a minute and then I'll tell you what's next. Enjoy this book that you wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I'm like, I don't know. Yes. There'll be many more books. That much I know is true, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what's next. What's next is what's, what needs to happen next. I am a speaker, so I will be around the country speaking. What's next personally is I'm going to Israel at the end of the month with storytellers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. journalists. And so that's going to be a really good time. Honestly, I have not felt this open to so many creative opportunities that have come my way in a long time. So I'm just here to welcome whatever is next, but I don't need to know what it is right now. I am so glad that you just said that because (laughs) I'm guilty of, and I'm working on this. I am guilty of always having a thing like, Mm. okay, I finished that. What's this? But to just breathe and see what comes next is so beautiful. We all need, you you just gave us a tip without knowing you were giving us a tip. I have to just tell you this briefly before I get too too many uh, kudos for that. The day <laughs> after pub day for my book, I reached out to my entire editing team, my publisher and my agent. And I was like, okay, what do we do now? So it, 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 <laughs> it's not that I don't feel that. It's just six weeks out. I have a little bit more perspective yeah. where now I'm like, all right. So, like, I think my agent was like, Cindy, chill. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is also in my DNA to do the same. So please don't judge too harshly. It's just with perspective. It's a beautiful place to say, you know what? I'm just going to breathe for now. I think that's wonderful. Okay. So website, social media, I mean, I'll put the links, but I want people to follow because you just have so many great things. Oh, well, thank you. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's very easy because everything is at my name. So it's cindyspiegel.com and it's C-Y-N-D-I-E. And it's also at Cindy Spiegel on Instagram and on LinkedIn, essentially anywhere you want to find me, it's my name. And also Dear Grown Ass Women. And that's a platform for folks 35 and older, women 35 and older, but very accessible on the internet. I love that. Super. Well, Cindy, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I'm going to tell my high schoolers later this afternoon, I'm teaching. I'm going to tell them all about micro joys. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We'll bring it to the younger generation too. Yes, please. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a delight to talk to you. Thanks. You too. Hope to talk again soon. Enjoy Israel. And I can't wait to hear about that. Thank you. Thank you. Same. I can't wait to be there. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.